Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. And welcome to episode four of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, your host and writer of FloridaBeerBlog.com, and we've got a packed episode for you this week. We're going to be speaking with Bill Tabone from Play Harder Tours about beer tourism that he and his company sets up both here and around the globe. We're going to be speaking with an old friend of mine, Luis Suarez. From Old Deck Brewing, you'll be able to try some of his beers in the Miami-Dade area. And up first, we're going to be speaking with Corey Artanis, who is about to open Three Sons Brewing, a very hot up-and-coming brewery in the South Florida area that's been getting a lot of buzz lately. One thing that we're not going to be doing with the podcast, as per the request of some listeners is going over old posts from FloridaBeerBlog.com. So I won't be reading those here, but what I think I'm going to start doing is I'm going to be reading them on separate sub-podcasts that you'll be able to download and listen to when those become available. So if that's something that you like or you have other ideas for how to improve the Florida Beer Podcast, do me a favor Hit me up at floridabeerblog at gmail.com. And I'm also available on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So let's get right into it with our interview with Corey Artanis. Three Sons Brewing is going to be in Dania Beach, Florida. It is not open yet, but it will be opening in the coming weeks. And had a great interview with him. About two-thirds of the way through, you'll finally hear about the zombie iguana that they had at the facility. Hope you enjoy. Obviously, the location is not due to open for a little while yet. But how long has Three Sons Brewing been around as a concept? So we started, I believe, um, my very first event I did was in OTC in, in uh, Brickville, which I don't believe is there anymore or changed names or something like that, but um, <clears throat> that was in October 2013, 14? Okay. 2013, I believe, so uh, pretty long time. Okay, and from there you started doing Brass Tap, first in Naples, and then when the Fort Lauderdale location opened up in Fort Lauderdale. Correct, yes, yeah, so um, I was able to eventually quit my job, um, and I opened up the 
crest happened in Naples, and then about like eight months later, we did the. I opened up the Fort Lauderdale location. So the Brass Tap in Naples is called uh, South Cyprus, and then in Fort Lauderdale it is Flagler Village. Excellent. And then how did you come across finding this location? Because I know you've been kind of down the road and back again for some other locations you were looking at. Sure, yeah. We took us about a year and a half to find this place. So there's the, the difficult thing is with the finding a location. Um, for this use, is it has to be light manufacturing zone, mm-hmm. and most of those places, buildings are built uh, with that intent, so there is no parking. Gotcha. Uh, so in order for us to have, you know, a tasting room, you have to have. Well, here in in uh, Dania Beach, you have to have uh, one parking spot for every sixty square feet. Okay. So it. it definitely um, hinders your occupancy and, and tasting room size but so we yeah we basically we, we beat the street we looked at every location we were in Dania Beat, um, Davie, Hollywood, Oakland Park um, and Dania Beach is, is the areas we look we looked we're looking at and I wanted something that was not too far off of the highway mm-hmm. and um, preferably something uh, in the vicinity of the 595 and 95 area and like that, that mm-hmm. circle. So, and Fort Lauderdale we looked at as well. Gotcha. That was actually one of the first places we looked at was in Fort Lauderdale, which is the, um, what is that, uh, um, right off second, like, they're like tearing the building down now. It's right, uh, Riverfront or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, I, I gotcha. Yeah, I that, that was one of the spots that we looked at that we, at first, and it was going to be like a one-barrel brew house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But come in here. What kind of uh, what size system do you have? It's a here? it's a pretty interesting system. It, I, I would say, twenty-barrel brew house. We have. Okay. Uh, it was a custom-built uh, brew house, so we we do a lot of uh, bigger beers like Imperial Stouts and all that good stuff. So um, normally, I would have to mash twice to um, to collect. Enough uh, sugar or wort um, mm-hmm. to to hit that high ABV or high alcohol. So, so this brew house was designed with that in mind. So I okay. only have to do one mash now, um, nice. and it would be for a ten barrel batch of stout. Okay. So we have twenty barrel boil kettles because it's the mash ton is so big. I can't do a 10 barrel batch of like IPA or Red Ale or you mm-hmm. know, Pilsner. I have to do uh, 20, 20 barrels of that with, it was the smallest batch that I could do. And then for my for my lager and Berliner, such a, such a small beer, I have to do 40 barrels of that. Gotcha. So I have two 20 barrel boil kettles and, um, and that's a, so it's kind of like a 10, 20 and 40 barrel brew house depending on what I'm brewing. Interesting. Um, and you started right off with the food with a nice looking pizza oven. How did that come about? Um, so I met our chef, uh, Chef Nikolai, very early in my uh, career or start as three sons. Uh, he had opened up Cigar City's um, uh, brew pub. Okay. And uh, he was just back from that so he's in 
into craft beer and um, mm. and uh, when I talked to him about you know what I wanted to do as far as like the brewery and food he was basically on the exact same level as me we, we both wanted um, a wood burning oven and do like pizzas you know it's like beer and pizza that doesn't really get. <laughs> and I can see the the stacks of wood behind mm-hmm. you underneath the staircase which is excellent yeah so so yeah so that's kind of how uh, and this was probably oh man I talked to him like easily five years ago do you do a lot of talking together concerning beers that are coming up and pizzas that he can do and combining those or do you sort of go your own ways yeah he um we we're, we're not quite there yet as far as because we you know we just started brewing but mm. um there will be a lot of uh collaboration with the brewery side and the kitchen side when it comes to um uh you know, pizzas being made or you know other items that might be on the menu whenever we can integrate the beer and the, and the food we will gotcha. so like he was asking me just the other day we're get- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm... sorry about that that's um, okay our, our, what, what is our what is our friend's name it seems like uh, well this is teddy here teddy. Our, the little bull terrier and then we have a we we have a brewery pet iguana that uh, snuck in last night to get out of the rain probably or something <laughs> but uh so we thought he was dead and apparently he's not dead oh the iguana is not dead that, yeah so i guess the next question is are you going to brew a sneaky iguana beer of some kind we have Maybe. to yeah we're gonna yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do uh an iguana yeah his name is paco paco and gotcha. we, will, we will do a beer uh to commemorate him but uh <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so anyways, I was, he was just, my, Chef Nicolai the, the other day was asking me to get some wort from when I do an Imperial Stout, uh-huh. and he's going to be using that to make ice cream. Nice. Yeah, so it's all nice and sweet, nice. and you get the chocolatey and a little roasty, and so we will be, ha- we will be doing um, our desserts here, our ice cream and uh, gelatos, like banana split. Or, oh, perfect. So, um Sundays, so so yeah, so we'll be using the we'll be using beer as as much as possible. Excellent. Um, in terms of did this used to be a garage? I would assume it is. No, originally it was uh, orange juice manufacturing. Really, mm-hmm. which is the reason for the big orange. Yes. Up front. Yeah. So they uh, they would forklift the oranges up up on the second floor there and the machine was like over in this area here and uh-huh. the oranges would like they would roll them down into the machine and and uh yeah so this was um orange juice manufacturing that is interesting something i've never heard before yeah. <laughs> um obviously you know since you're not open you're not there yet but what kind of things do you anticipate being able to do with the space here once you're open and once you've got your sea legs um well, I know right now some of the things we'd like to do is, is put some, some color on the walls, maybe get some art um, murals done in here because it's kind of the, the, the walls can use yeah, some, <laughs> some life. Um, and then uh, um, we'll probably end up doing hey, what'd you like, say it was? It was, uh, movie nights, 
movie nights. Um, we'd like to do something like that. We have the projector up there, so we'll probably uh, maybe put another projector here on this wall. Uh huh. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. That's cool. It's amazing you have grown quite the following. Even without having a permanent place to call your own, how do you? What do you feel is the I guess reason for your pre-success um, opening up? I guess I. I don't know. I was pretty lucky in the fact that um, you know people like to drink what I like to drink. So mm. I've always just brewed beers that I've that I've really enjoyed and thought tasted good and what I like to drink and. And I've been lucky enough to that uh, you know uh, a lot of people like to like to drink what I like to drink. So <laughs> you know I get to make what I what I want to make, and and um, and it's worked. It's been working out. People people just really have gravitated towards the towards the style of beers that I like to brew. Excellent. Thank you. A lot of people are using beer and interest in beer as a way to travel and see new places around the world. But if you're anything like me, it's always good to have somebody who knows what to do to help you out. So I'm talking to Bill Tabone at Play Harder Tours. They are a Jacksonville-based agency that specializes in beer travel. Bill, how are you? Hello there. Hello. So how did you get started? You you started actually doing bachelor and bachelorette tours. Is that correct? Uh, well, yeah, as a company, a uh, travel company, we uh, at least affiliated with beer. Uh, it started with bachelor and bachelorette parties. But even before that, if you look at my history, I was a stockbroker for 20 years. Uh, oh, wow. I went, went from that to financial uh, wholesaling. So I kind of wet my whistle with the travel at that time and, you know, my brokerage career. So, you know, all of these experiences that I've had over the years and traveling to these different destinations, I've kind of banked those experience and I draw on that when I'm working with people now. Awesome. And is this guided tour like you see on television or can couples use this for their own personal trips how do you generally uh well our, do that our trips are totally flexible uh it's it's possible that we could do a group trip you know if uh maybe there might be groups of 10 or more that want to do uh, um a trip to some location wherever it might be u.s or europe but the key point is that even individuals can benefit so a couple going, two couples wanting to go to Boston, um, you know, we'd be able to set them up in the right direction. Or uh, places like St. Pete, right now it's very timely. Uh, you know, you've got spring training that's around, around the corner. Um, uh-huh. We could do perhaps a dinner at the Hofbrau House. We could do beer tours, spring training tickets, hotel accommodations, your flights to and from wherever you are to St. Pete. And uh, we have probably 20 
to 25 different destinations worldwide that we're familiar with that we can help you with. Excellent. What are some of the most popular destinations? Well, first off, USA. Um, Boston is probably the top East Coast destination. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Boston is perfect for traveling. You know, you, you, the big worry when I do beer tours is I don't want people drinking and driving. So Absolutely. a place like Boston, the city is walkable. Uh huh. They have a transit system that's out of this world. Uh, a beer culture that's fantastic. And, you know, that's a common denominator that you're going to see with a lot of the trips. On the West Coast, uh, Seattle, Portland, uh, you know, Denver is a little bit more difficult. You probably need a car there. Same with Asheville. Uh-huh. Uh, we do a lot of trips to the Tampa Bay area, St. Pete. Uh, Jacksonville really? is a great destination. You know. Yeah, and you're based in Jacksonville, so I was going to say what kind of tours and what sort of itineraries can you offer for uh, for the bold new city of the South? Well, we, um, um, you know, obviously have access to hotel accommodations. Uh, given the choice, I would have people stay in the beach area of Jacksonville. It's loaded with bars, breweries, and restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a collaboration with the Jack's Brew Bus. And they would do the beer tours around the Jacksonville area, Um, you know, and, and, you know, if it's football season, we can uh, get Jags tickets. Uh, You know, there are minor league teams in town, just a lot of, a lot of things that you could do. Uh, Plus golf. I mean, golf is amazing and you've got the beach. Excellent. So do you, is it fair to say that you see Florida, becoming a hot new place for beer tourism and destination travel? Well, definitely. uh, Florida is amazing for for beer, Um, but it's not just the beer. It's everything else. Um, (laughs) We we recently established a collaboration with Thirsty Pelican in the St. Pete area. Uh, You know, you look at St. Pete from from St. Pete itself. Uh, you could get within an easy drive to most of the spring training sites. And, mm. you know, that's timely right now. Uh, yeah. Plus, you, in Tampa, you have the NHL team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> uh, which I love. I love hockey. Uh, you have yeah. a beer culture that's so dynamic. Um, the Tampa Bay area is probably the biggest in the state of Florida, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite location. I mean, I love Jacksonville, but Tampa, Tampa Bay, St. Pete. Um, there are just so many breweries. It, it's such a great culture. They have uh, a Hofbrau House there that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, just just so many cool things. Excellent. Uh, as much as I love talking about Florida, I'm curious as to internationally, what are some of the big hot spots that uh, a lot of people ask? Well. For- the- the top destination is Prague. Okay. Yeah, the Czech Republic is uh, just amazing. It's it's a tremendous value. Um, imagine going out to dinner. You have two complete dinners with two half liters of beer, and you nice. spend fifteen dollars. And it's it's true in Prague. In the Czech Republic, beer is actually cheaper than water. 
Seriously? Just amazing place. The uh, the second uh, destination that gets a lot of buzz is Munich. And, you know, okay. Oktoberfest is the first thing that comes to people's minds, and they I always uh-huh. get questions about it. Uh-huh. But Oktoberfest is not the festival that you want to go to in Munich. You want to go for the spring festival. Okay. Um, why? I've never heard of that before, actually. Well, it's called Fruling Fest. It, okay. It's the last week of April, the first week in May. It's their spring beer festival. For you to understand why, it, why it's the best festival, you have to look at Oktoberfest. Okay. Okay. Oktoberfest, uh, the venue is called the Theresian Visa. It's uh-huh. about an eighth of a square mile area. They have okay. 6 million people that visit Oktoberfest oh. every year in that tiny oh. space. Now, 6 million people. The city of Los Angeles has 4 million people. Uh, so, L.A. plus a half. Um, <laughs> hotel rates gets jacked up. I'm sure. Beer prices are jacked up. Uh, it's harder to enjoy the festival. And sometimes the weather can be bad. Uh-huh. So you look at the spring festival. Uh, they don't jack up the whole rate, uh, hotel rates. The, uh, the beer prices are somewhat lower. Um, the weather, uh, I was there this year. It was 72 degrees every single day. It's oh, just it's amazing. Beautiful. And there's so much to do in Munich. That's, that's incredible. Um, I've always wanted to go to Belgium, so I'm assuming that you've been and have you been to the uh, the Westie? Uh, I, I have not, um, but I have <laughs> been to Belgium. Uh, I've had several trips. Bruges is my favorite city in Belgium. Um, it's just an amazing place. The, uh, the thing is, though, you know, that uh, maybe is the first on most people's list. But uh-huh. Belgium, Belgium is so spread out. And, uh, you know, the transit issue for me, um, you know, you can take trains um, between Bruges and, uh, and Brussels and Brussels and Antwerp. Um, and you can go to Ghent. It's on the train line, too. But if you want to go, go see uh, the Westie Brewery, you uh, First off, you, you really need a guide to do it properly, which we have one in Belgium. Oh, nice. But, but if you don't have a guide, you're going to need a car. Gotcha. And that defeats the purpose because then you would be drinking and driving, which we definitely do not want. Our Right. But, you know, again, um, local guides, that's the key. And we have connections okay. in all of our destinations. Um, Belgium is our number three destination. Uh, Dublin, uh, number four. Edinburgh, number five. So, you know, (laughs) there are a lot of places to go. A lot of beer destinations out there. Awesome. That is, that's great to hear. And it's great to see that Florida is joining that. And I uh, definitely... Would love to connect later on and just see how the Florida tours are going and hopefully go visit that spring festival in Munich because that sounds beyond amazing. Well, we're, um, we're doing a trip next year. Uh, it's 
more or less um, a research uh, trip. And uh-huh. It follows immediately after the Fruling Fest. So we're going to be in Prague, which we have been several times, but it'll be our first trip to Budapest and also Ooh. our first trip to Berlin. So, oh, wow. you know, sometimes you can get value with that. If people want to tag along, um, you know, it's it's exploration and it's pretty exciting. But they can do Fruling Fest before and then hook up with us, you know, on the latter part of the trip. And we'd be happy to, to get everybody set up with everything you need for Fruling Fest. That's really cool. And how can people connect with you if they are interested? Well, the, uh, the website is playhardertours.com. Okay. On Facebook, we use the blog name. And all of our trip and travel pictures and anything beer related gets posted there. It's called the beer centric traveler. Okay. And in uh, about two weeks, we will be leaving for Thailand. So we're going to have Bangkok, Siem Reap, Cambodia and Angkor Wat, uh, Phuket, a tall ship sail cruise, and finally, Hong Kong, and we'll be posting all of those pictures. It should be a great trip. We've got a small group going. Uh, I expect the trip will be more bucket list than beer, but we, okay. we will have some beer visits, and it'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Definitely can't wait to check out those photos. Bill, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Well, it was, it's a pleasure being on. Uh, thank you. Thank you much for the interest. For a couple of years now, I've been lucky to try the brews from home brewer Luis Suarez, whose beers, Old Deck Brewing, are now being brewed and distributed through the system at the tank located near Miami. Luis has been gracious enough to come on to the Florida Beer Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Dave. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. So let's get started at the beginning. How did you get started home brewing? So uh, about 15 years ago, we got uh, I got going. Uh, I received a uh, homebrew kit uh, for a holiday present uh, as I was tired of drinking a BMC beer, as most of us were down here in Miami. And man, after that first extract recipe, I've been uh, I've been hooked ever since. Awesome. And how did you come to decide to distribute and come up with the name Old Deck Brewing? So we started off as a uh, Black Point Brewery, which was uh, where my wife and I met, which is Black Point Marina down in the Homestead area. Uh, once we went to file for trademark, uh, we were going to have an issue with a brewery out of New York called Blue Point Brewery. So uh, we decided not to go with that for any to avoid any litigation issues. And we went with Old Deck, which is actually it's a little more personal for us because that's where uh, we brew out of now we have a really old deck in our backyard and that's pretty much where this uh crazy idea of getting into uh the peer business got started with so uh so yeah that's uh where old deck came from that's awesome i know that you've been hitting the circuit for a couple years now how has the reaction to your brews been 
it's been really positive. That's that's one of the main reasons why uh, we got into you know contract brewing. And you're doing that contract brewing at the tank. How did that partnership come about? So that was a uh, a very long uh, courtship. Um, we I started going to the tank when they were pretty much just a empty warehouse. And throughout the the years, we just, you know, started talking. And when it came to that, to that time where I wanted to, uh, to contract, they were very uh, gracious to uh, give me the opportunity opportunity to do so. So, so yeah, us and the tank have been uh, in the relationship for like a pretty long time. Excellent. Um, of the mirrors that you've made, what tend to be your standards? The what? I'm sorry. What tend to be your standard beers? So we we're very. I like to think ourselves very traditional. We don't make a lot of the the crazy stuff you see out there. Uh, we like being more traditional with our beers. Uh, but I really like uh, the IPAs, and I really like uh, like Belgian beers. So that's kind of like what we we tend to stick to. You know, making some really nice IPAs, which is faded, the beer we have not out in the market. It's a good representation of uh, the type of beers that we like to make and uh, a lot of the Belgian beers. Really love that. Excellent. And obviously, on tap at the tank, uh, where else are you on draft? We're in about 30 different accounts all over Miami. Uh, Nomad, which is our distributor, has been really, you know, instrumental in uh, helping us uh, really grow a lot the last couple months since we were, uh, since we hit the market. Um, so you can find us anywhere like uh, Fat Tap, uh, up in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we're in Boogies. We're in Exit One Tap Room. We're at Whisk. I mean, we're we're we have on our website a uh, a beer finder. So if you go to www.oldeckbeer.com, you can go into our, our interactive map and you can find all the accounts we're in right now. But we're in about like thirty different accounts all over Miami. Excellent. And uh, social media, how else can people find you? Uh, we're on Twitter and we're on uh, Instagram. So it's our website, Twitter, Instagram, and Old Deck Beer is where you can find us. And then olddeckbeer.com, it's our website. As always, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you liked us, go ahead and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your drinking buddies down at your favorite Florida brewery. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Florida Beer Blog. We're on Facebook at FL Beer Blog. We're online always at FloridaBeerBlog.com. Special thank you to Camaraderie. You're listening to Trouble, and you can find them on Spotify. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Anchor, however you're listening to us now. Hopefully we'll be on Apple Podcasts in the very near future. Coming up next, we're going to have some great interviews lined up, have a full rundown of the recent Jam with the Fam concert in the park here in Coral Springs. We've also got some sponsors and we definitely want to talk to them as well. Thank you so much. Make sure to listen to us in the future and drink Florida craft.